Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchnell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work. Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome everybody to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuchinell and me, Susie Mazzoli. Pam is going to let us know about week 44 of this big year, 2022. Um, talking about Monday, the 31st of October. And then I will be back after she has gone through every single day and given you the details. I will be back, let's say on Sunday, after Sunday with our 10-minute meditation. What's up, Pam? October 31st, Monday, Halloween, Samhain. Very important day for many reasons. Little children in the United States and throughout the world dress in costume, and even not so little children. Do you celebrate the period of time that feels like it welcomes all kinds of trickster activity and hauntedness? Time of the year to mark what's known as the thinning of the veil when the plane of the earth plane and the spiritual realm merge. And we have this wondrous period where we feel very in touch, if we're alert to it or quiet enough to listen, to ancestral energy, things that have passed, animals dear to us, promise of life that never quite happened. And so it's a very sacred time to me and to many people who practice Mark and have an awareness to the specialness of this time of year. That doesn't discount the wonder of the inviting in that trickster energy, but also uh, those of you who know I live in Mexico, I'm acutely aware of the very old knowledge uh, that the indigenous and people of this particular culture have always kept to them that death is a part of life. And as an astrologer who's acute, acutely aware of the polarities, which you hear me talk about all the time, you can't have life without death. You can't have Aries without Libra. And here we are on the 31st, Monday, and the moon is in the sign of Capricorn in the early part of the day. So what that brings in, actually, is a very strong good fortune energy. We have to keep in mind that Jupiter is retrograde, Mars is retrograde. We are in between the two eclipses of the end of the year. I talked about um, the second to last one that happened last week, but now we're approaching 
the next one, which I'll talk about next week, but in this window of time, it's a very good day for those of us who are working this day and not just howling at the moon. It's a very good day for productivity, focus, making things happen, especially in the morning. <clears throat> As of 11.14 a.m., the moon goes void, of course, in the times I give her Eastern time. So adjust, depending on where you are on the planet. And we have a very brief period where the moon is void, of course, meaning the moon is not making a geometric aspect to another planet or heavenly body before it changes sign. And so in that half hour when the moon is void, it is advisable to just wrap things up, work on something already in motion, but don't start anything new. At 11.43 a.m., the moon enters the sign of Aquarius, and this is, a, again, a very good couple of days to be making things happen. Actually, the entire week is very strong for that, and I will be talking more about that. <clears throat> but we want to keep in mind, especially the Mars retrograde, there may be a sense of being held back or things not moving as quickly as we would like. That doesn't mean things aren't happening. It means that we are going more deeply within to really understand our desire, passion. Are we in alignment with what our drive is asking us to do? And when we are, then there's a real purr in that motor and a lot is going to be going on under the surface over the next couple of months. So we are in the waxing moon cycle and it is a deep time to be aiming for things we want to realize over the next couple of weeks, few months, year. And that being said, uh, the rest of Monday <clears throat> in the uh, afternoon, early evening may feel a bit as though we're working through kinks, especially in conversation, but this is good to do. Moon and Aquarius uh, have conversation, dialogue, tease out the differences, uh, keep objectivity. So much can be realized and understood if we have an ear to listen to what other people are saying and what may uh, be accomplished in common goals. Tuesday the 1st is, uh, has that moon in Aquarius as well. Again, the little kind of pushback friction that happens anytime we're in the energy of the moon being in the same modality as the sun, in this case, Scorpio sun, Aquarius moon, you're going to get, um, you're going to get an exchange of dialogue that's trying to understand where are we emotionally <clears throat> in alignment with what wants to shine or be expressed. And how personally we feel this has to do with our own alchemical makeup. Overall, though, this is a really strong day. Uh, it is working in tandem with that Mars retrograde as we're moving towards it. Uh, Mars is retrograde in the sign of Gemini. The moon is in Aquarius, both air signs. So we are working to understand 
what needs to be in place so that the motor really hums. If it's not humming, this is a really good time to understand what needs to be tweaked or realigned or better understood for us to move forward with uh, greater momentum either in the next couple of weeks, months, or as we enter into next year. So as I said, overall good day, good day to be finding right partnerships, people who are working in step with what you want to make happen. Wednesday the 2nd, the moon in Aquarius goes void, of course, at 7.08 a.m. So any messages, anything you want to get out before that point in time, best to do early morning sends or pre-dawn send, actually, depending on where you are. And then the moon is void, of course, until 2.46 p.m. when it enters the sign of Pisces. So that uh, morning hours into mid-afternoon, really good time to be kind of cleaning up your desk, uh, getting rid of old emails, getting things in order for when that moon enters Pisces, and you'll be able to, again, pick things up, move forward, make overtures to people you want to talk to. Very nice energy, actually, as we go into that late afternoon, evening for music, for sharing ideas, for cultural events, for expressing love, for creativity, meditation, very, very juicy energy, as is into Thursday, the third, also really excellent for everything I just mentioned, <laughs> but it has a highlight with really working well with how we express love. What is it that you want to say or bring in that really allows for the flow of creative express expression? This is a really good day to explore finances, I know, and as I've talked about, I'm not a financial astrologer, but we do know with the end of Pluto in Capricorn over uh, <clears throat> the next period of time, uh, six months, a year, as we're processing through it, and everything else that we've been coming to ahead and learning uh, financial institutions, how we invest, what's uh, working corporately, all these things are going through extreme modifications and transformations. Nonetheless, uh, this day is a good day to be intuitively listening and understanding what's going on with my money, my finances, how are we merging one and other in common goals, what are our long-term goals? And not that you're going to necessarily invest or make any decisions, but there's a wonderful ability to listen, research, uh, avail yourself to information on this particular day, as with a deepening of creative expression and understanding what is it that I want to give birth to over the next couple of weeks, few months, going into a year and beyond? What is it where I want to put my creative push, desire, energy? 
that is so rich and fecund at this period of time. Now, Friday has a different switch to it, but not until we get into 6.05 p.m. when the moon goes void, of course. So that day, Friday, is really delicious, especially in the afternoon, for investing in what you want to see grow. So I'm not just talking monetarily. I'm talking where you put your creative thrust, your heart. What is it? that you really want to spend time with uh, marinating and cooking over the next period of time and beyond. And it could be something you're working with someone with. It could be just your own project, but really delicious day to kind of simmer into that. In the morning, we may be working through some entanglements, so tempers may be a little frayed. Uh, somebody may need to really express or say something that's been bothering them. It may be something within you that's kind of hitting boiling point that you need to understand and bring to the surface more. This is good. I always, the way I think about anger... <clears throat> and frustration is that basically we are getting prodded. We something we are reacting because we need to either take action or voice a grievance or realize something isn't fitting or we have to express a strong sense of justice. What whatever is triggering the anger, it's important to assess why. And so in the morning, it may not be appropriate to necessarily express if you're feeling anger or maybe you're the, you're the person who gets an onslaught of someone else's need to express or emote. But whatever the reaction, frustration, trigger is, it's really valuable to look at that hot point, look at whatever got lit there so that you can assess, you know, is this something that I need to express, I need to articulate? Is, it, is anger the appropriate way to deliver it or do I need to distill it, burn it down, understand it? so that I can work with it in a way that is uber effective. <clears throat> and to me, that's always the kind of molten gold that's discovered as I mine into what is making me angry and how do I determine is that something that I can I can fine-tune, utilize, uh, craft into really appropriate expression of what I need to say. It's one of the things that's so valuable for people who are artists or creative in certain ways. They, they don't necessarily bludgeon or deliver <laughs> the message with the original streak of anger 
but they work to hone it, understand it, and and utilize it in a way that is so effective and cuts to the heart or is able to express something that needs to be said. So I, I think that there's a lot of uh, value that may be unearthed for some of us on uh, especially the morning of the 4th. Or it may be that someone in your world orb or family is expressing something that it's it's beneficial to help them understand articulate and define so that everyone gets the is able to get the wealth from whatever the grievance is because anger I think often gives us information that we can really use in highly constructive ways, but not if we're like the kid on the motorcycle who just put it into full throttle and is careening down the road without knowing how to handle it. So, <clears throat> so the overall thrust of this is by the time we get to noon, if we've worked through it all, um, the productivity of this afternoon is legion. It's absolutely fabulous. And when that moon goes void at 6.05 p.m., we have about an hour before it enters Aries at 7.07 p.m. Now, this is when the juicy, delicious, highly creative, creative and effective week starts to take a turn. Because what happens at this point is that moon in Aries needs to really come up against whatever might be in its way to help it really be effective with whatever the, the straight line wants to be. And for some of the, the us, this will be easy. For others, it may be a bit unwieldy, but it is possible to keep learning and addressing, especially if we came to terms of whatever that anger streak or frustration streak might have been for some of us um, in the morning. Saturday the 5th, similar uh, moon and Aries, a lot of wanting to move forward, go, go, go. The other thing that's important to note is that there's a picture between Venus and Uranus in the sky. So that always means you may be attracted to something that you, doesn't usually catch your eye. Uh, it can be something that, ooh, I want more of that, or it can be something that kind of derails you and you're making a turn off the road and going for something that basically disrupts what the overall goal of the day happened to be or what you wanted to make happen. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but what's really important is to be aware that this may be a temporary distraction and so I wouldn't invest, do not buy that uh, pair of cowboy boots or that thing that just, it, you, you think, oh my God, that's so cool. Because in a few days, you wonder, might wonder, why the heck did I get this? Unless you have a person who you can gift a highly unusual thing to. 
So Aries moon, uh, lots of spontaneity, lots of fire, lots of wanting to move forward fast. Uh, but it's important we always ask ourselves, is this something I want to live with? On Sunday the 6th, uh, similar energy again, that pushing up against uh, power struggles may be very acute for some of us, especially cardinal sign energy, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. You may feel that you're getting in a lot of arguments that you wonder why, you know, why am I so um, reactive right now? The moon goes void, of course, at 5.30 p.m., nice cooling off period throughout the rest of the evening. Uh, exercise in ways that your body is used to. You want to kind of work through all that excessive energy so that you get a good night's sleep for the next day. It's also, I should mention, for those in the U.S. or a place that's paying attention to this, the daylight savings time ends for the U.S. on Sunday the 6th, and it goes into standard time. And now I turn it over to Susie. Welcome, everyone. I invite you now just to take a moment to settle yourself, find a place of comfort. It's always best when we're meditating to have a seated position, if you can, somewhat symmetrical with your back nice and straight. And just find a nice position of comfort, whether that's in a chair or on the floor, in lotus, half lotus, whatever you can do that's comfortable for you now. And just bring your energy into the heart center as we begin to contemplate, as we begin to go inwards. Bringing all of your attention, think like you're like an octopus and you're bringing all of your arms back into center, all of your tentacles, all of your energy, all of your thoughts, everything coming into the present. Everything just coming back to the present moment. So our thoughts are not in the past. We're not thinking about the past. We're not thinking about the future, thinking about what's ahead of us, just being present. And even that is a big thing to do for a lot of us, probably for most of us, just staying present in the here and the now. So as we just become present, we are literally feeling our seat, feeling ourselves in stillness. And just take a few breaths here to really become present. And as we do that, feeling the energy centers opening up feeling all of the constriction in our thoughts, in our body, in our emotions, if we have them, simply dissolving. And allowing ourselves to be present.
And during this week, during the time of this week, we are going to take some actions. We're going to take some, let us call them perhaps even cerebral actions. We're going to make a little promise to ourselves, make a little attempt to set something for ourselves. We can call this an intention. Definitely we can become motivated to do this. And just after I've said, let's not talk about the past and let's not talk about the future, but we're setting intentions now for our future. We're setting some intentions for the week ahead of us to become more conscious, to become more aware, to become more in our body and in our mind and in the space that is created by those two things together, which is us, us here and now. So we are making this intention to really be present. And we might think something, but then let's invite ourselves to, to rethink, just to double check or just to bring more awareness or perhaps just to be more of the witness to our thoughts, to our actions. Like I went and did this, was that the right thing to do at the right time? Could I have done it differently? So there's a little bit of analysis, a little bit more self-awareness and not just automatic. So many of us are so unbelievably and incredibly busy and we just rush through the day, rush through the things and say, oh, wow, I love my bed when you finally get there at nighttime. But there really is a need now to reconsider some of our motivations, some of our passions, even our desires, just question them, instigate some analysis, have a look, really have a look. Why am I doing this? What's motivating me? What's driving me? Do I need this? What does it prove? What does it do for me? What does it do for others? And just have a little look again and again. Review yourself. Review your thinking. Review your assumptions, your judgments. Notice how quickly you jump into something and just assume that you know what's happening or assume you know what's the right thing to do. Take some time to be very, very considerate of every thought, of every word, of every action. Witness yourself. Witness your own responses and your own reactions and witness how you might jump into action immediately. What is driving you? And remember that 
we, in every single moment, with every single thought, with every single action, we are creating the world ahead of us. With every, every single moment where our mind is, is creating our future moments, perhaps the moment in 10 minutes or perhaps the moment in your next lifetime. And that is why we really need now to witness what am I doing, where is it coming from, what is my motivation, so that we can create a future ahead of ourselves that really is to our most glorious human potential. So we'll notice, we might notice when we're gossiping or when we're speaking ill of someone, which of course we shouldn't be doing. We should only be speaking about the nice things about people. Draw your heart into the conversation and allow yourself to be in that higher space. Allow ourselves to be not thinking of ourselves constantly, but perhaps thinking of others constantly. What happens when we're here for others all the time and not just for ourselves? What happens when we can really very, very consciously bring that purity, that what we call Buddha nature, into every single part of ourself? That nature that is loving unconditionally, that is compassionate, that is kind, that does not have expectations, that doesn't expect a response to their kindness, but is even kinder when people are nasty, just constantly bringing up your kindness into every single moment of the day. So during this time, let us really be present, reviewing our thoughts, reviewing our passions, really analysing our motivations, really understanding ourselves on a much, much deeper level, allowing ourselves to be in this state of awareness and analysis. And as we do that, noticing what changes and how we change and how we are able to deepen into our true loving nature. Taking a few deeper breaths, allowing yourself to really awaken in this state. Opening your eyes gently. Love now. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. Have a wonderful week and see you soon. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life, regardless We look forward to having you join us again 
for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.